Welcome to Heirloom Radio, a different kind of oldies program that celebrates the tremendous talent of the thousands of people who provided news and entertainment to listeners through the only form of immediate mass media available in their homes during the American Golden Age of Radio, roughly from 1930 through the 1940s. This podcast originates from the seacoast of New Hampshire, and I am your host, John Lovering, thanking you for listening. Now let's turn back the clock and introduce the rebroadcast of this track's featured program. In just a moment, you're going to go back in time to a radio broadcast where Bing Crosby will be stepping up to the microphone in front of the live audience of military personnel and broadcasting over the Armed Forces Radio Service to thousands upon thousands of men and women serving overseas during World War II. It was Saturday, July 11, 1942, and around this date, Jews were being rounded up and humiliated in German-occupied Greece. Stalingrad became known as the largest challenge to the invading German forces, and at El Alamein, there still was light skirmishing as the German army under General Rommel were still lacking ammunition. Yes, I'm presenting another command performance, which was a program that catered to the request of military personnel by presenting stars of the time that were most often requested through the many letters and cards sent from our fighting men and women. Command performance programs were donated, totally donated, No one, not even the technicians, got paid. The stars donated their talent and their time, as did the networks who donated their facilities. But these shows were not heard on regular network broadcasts, only over the Armed Forces Radio Service by way of shortwave radio. And due to the tremendous effort in preserving these broadcasts, we have them to hear today. The audio quality is quite amazing. On the program you're about to hear... Guest stars include Bing Crosby as the MC, singer Connie Boswell, band leader Kay Kaiser, and actor James Cagney. This is Command Performance on Heirloom Radio, and thank you for listening. Performance USA, the greatest entertainers in America, as requested by you, the fighting men of the United States Armed Forces throughout the world. Command Performance, presented this week and every week, till it's over, over there. Here's that history-making show of yours making history tonight in the historic city of Washington, D.C. For this command performance only, those footprints in front of Hollywood's Chinese theater have traveled to your nation's capital, and here at your command are as many stars as any show ever had. Gentlemen of the AEF, the honor roll of command performance, and starting the roll call, the fellow who's tops with the AEF, Bing Crosby.
Thank you, Paul Douglas, and greetings to the Chief of Staff of Command Performance. That's you, buddy. You of the AEF. Like Paul just said, Hollywood gave a three-day pass to its number one assignment, Command Performance, and packed it off to your number one city, Washington, D.C. In the interest of entertainment, we're going to clip the conversation department right down to a nub tonight, concentrating on the music and the entertainment that you boss men from the Arctic to the equator ask for in your swell letters. But if you guys over there don't mind, we would like your permission for a word with our studio audience. Tonight it comprises servicemen, congressmen, senators, cabinet members, wartime leaders, men whose names are household words in this country. It's an honest thrill for all of us in the entertainment industry to be invited to Uncle Sam's hometown. Washington's Monument and Abe Lincoln's Memorial, the Hall of Fame and the Capitol Building, and the statues, boy, they really pack a punch. A powerful punch right now. And our biggest thrill is to see living and working proof that this town of Washington will stay forever, the symbol of American freedom. Let's get at those letters to command performance, huh? First, for, for two guys somewhere in the Pacific, and four sailors roam in the Atlantic, and for a jungle mudder down in Panama, for a pharmacist mate at Georgetown, British Guiana, and for 200 Long Island boys in England, our own Connie Boswell. Thank you, Bing. Boys, before I start chirping, I just want to say hello and thank you for all the nice letters. I'm always glad to hear from you boys. Well, here's the song you asked for. I can't give you anything but love. Dr. Frank Black of NBC conducting. I can't give you the only thing I've plenty of baby dream of wine scheme of wine someday you'll find your happiness and I guess all those things your heart has fine for Gee, I'd love, love to see you looking swell Baby, with diamond rings Your work doesn't sell, baby Till my lucky day you know darn well Baby I can't give you Anything but love Now I 
give you anything but love, my baby. That's the only thing I've heard of you, my baby. Why don't you dream a while, scheme a while? Someday you'll find your happiness, and I guess all the things your heart is pining for. Gee, I'd love to see you look and swell, baby. With diamond rings, Woolworth does not sell, my baby. Till my lucky day, you know darn well. great, Connie. Really great, but then Connie's always great. A communique from a battlefront not far from Australia says, uh, to command performance USA, our big show is the biggest thrill of the week out here. Of course, uh, knocking out a zero is good, clean fun, too, but I'm speaking of entertainment like command performance. We can't get enough of that. Anyway, if you're ever messing around New York, please call up our favorite comedian, Bert Wheeler, and get him on our show. This thing is signed, Corky, Sam, Moe, and George. Well, fellas, we called Bert, and he dashed down here to Washington tonight. Now, as you all know, Bert Wheeler is considered not only one of the greatest comedians in the country, but he has a reputation for being one of the sweetest guys in the business. Confidentially, men, that is pure hooey. <laughs> Ever I heard it. I hate to dog it right here, but I'd rather not introduce this boy. We've had a slight misunderstanding, he and I. I don't know something about a check. Uh, touchy, touchy character. So I have called Hank Ladd, my chief assistant, in charge of disagreeable tasks. Hank, will you take over? I sure will, boss. I'll really take care of him. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we take more or less pleasure at this time in presenting Mr. Bert Wheeler. Thanks so much, folks, for that uh, very kind reception, and I can't tell you how much I thank you, and uh, I want to thank you for your introduction. You're sharp. <laughs> now, the, the first thing that I would like to do in, uh, in my act for this broadcast is, uh, s is sing one hot uh, chorus a of minute. a song. Mr. Wheeler, to... please, just a second. What? I haven't finished the introduction yet. What held it up? Well, you, principally, you came out too soon. What's the matter? You stage struck? You come dashing out here like a runaway Jeep. Can't you control yourself? Well, I haven't worked in about six months, and when I heard my name, I couldn't wait to get out here. You know what I mean? It, any, any actor will rush Listen, out Listen, that's to... neither here nor there. Mr. Crosby wrote this thing, and he asked me to read it to get you on the stage. Well, who are you, I mean, to take this attitude? I'm Bing Crosby's assistant. I am the assistant master of ceremonies. You're an assistant master of ceremonies. Yes, sir. Could anything be lower? <laughs> oh, did you get the way he said that you can't have any ambition being I've Bing got... Crosby's assistant? I have plenty of ambition. How old are you? 32. What do you want to be? 33. <laughs> I fail to see well, what... How, this... how old is Crosby? Oh, Crosby, he's in the vicinity. 
Well, you're in the vicinity, too, aren't you? Like, what do you mean? You know what I mean, that hip-hip with the boys. Oh, That's yes, I... yes, both of us very shortly. Very short? What's holding it up? Well, we have to be temporarily exempt. Why are you temporarily exempt? Because Bing and I are married. Well, do tell. I don't know. <laughs> I hope you and Bing are happy together. I didn't know anything about <laughs> Let me get on with this song. Listen, I just want to whip right into this second. fast chorus. Wait just a minute. Will you wind this sudden desire on your part to sing? I thought you were supposed to be a comedian. Well, that's my racket. Well, go ahead and comed. <laughs> you got some funny stuff, some Joe Miller, some well, wasps? No, as a matter of fact, I, I have got one quick joke that I like to tell, and then I do a chorus of that song. Quick, huh? I think it'd be good showmanship. Okay. And, uh... What's well, the nature of this gag? Well, look, long as you're here, do you want to help me get going with this joke? Yes, I suppose so. What do you mean you suppose so? Well, if I must. <laughs> if you must? Yes. Well, I don't want you to strain yourself. I mean, if... <laughs> I'm Nobody's going to force you if you want to do it okay if you Listen, don't forget about that's it. That's not the if thing. If I must, he said. Look, do I like... don't know much about jokes. If you'll explain it, Look, I'll do it. it's the old thing. It's a question and answer joke. Yeah. I'll ask you a question, and then you say, I give up. What is it? I give up. What is it? Then I'll tell the answer. I'll get a big laugh, and then I'll do my song. Uh, is that all I say, I give up? What is it? Is that all you say? Yes. Yeah, why? Well, <laughs> is that not, all uh, I say? It's not very much for me to look forward to, is it? Well, who the, who can't? Why don't you get an act of your own? I didn't ask for you anyway. How do you like it? What's I don't the matter? Mean, isn't the part big enough? It isn't the size of the part. Why don't you join the theater guild or something? You don't I don't want to join the theater squawking guild. Squawking about the size of his part. Well, who wouldn't squawk about the part? It's a fine part you're giving me. I give up. What is it? I'll probably win the Academy Award with that. <laughs> I give up. In the first place, the part doesn't even fit me. It's not like me to give up that easily. <laughs> I mean simply this, that that, that is not the real me. Uh, you're more the tenacious, gutsy type. I mean, you... I've met your... You kind of hang right on. Right you? on, that's me. Well, give up for once in your life, will you? You're, you're making an issue with it. Oh, I'm not making you an issue. You're too. the one that's making the issue out Gosh, of it. Gosh, I come out here all full of pepper. I don't care what you're full of. Tell the joke and let's get going. <laughs> I never saw such a guy. I can say it if it's a matter of life or death. I give up. What is it? Well, you're rushing it now. I haven't asked you to give up. You just got through give it. Give up when I ask you. I'm so darn mad now, I don't care whether they laugh or not out there. That's the way I feel. Oh, no, I'm all be... out of the mood for this thing oh, myself. Oh, who cares what mood? Don't be so temperamental. What's the matter? You want a steam bath and a rub down to tell one stale joke? <laughs> you know, if I don't get to this thing pretty soon, the audience will be walking out. Don't be worrying about them walking out. It's when they start coming this way. That's when you worry. <laughs> Are you ready to give up now? Yes. It's about time. Gosh. Uh, what is it that elephants have that no other animals can have? Baby elephants. <laughs> is that right? Huh? I say, is that right? 
Sure, it's right. Sure, it's right. <laughs> you know darn well it's right. I mean, that's the answer. <laughs> I don't say that that joke is so new, but if I'd have had a chance to tell it, they'd probably be laying in the aisle by now. You seem to have an awful lot of confidence in this one stink, in this one joke. <laughs> Well, I told the same joke before. Now, a couple of weeks ago, I was playing in Chicago. Yeah? I told that same joke, and you could hear the audience laughing across the street. What was playing over there? <laughs> Look, when I said to you, what is it that elephants have that no other animals can have? You should have said, what is it? Oh, what is it? I would have said, baby elephant. I see what you mean. The gag would be over. I get it. And I'd be around the corner heisting a couple by now. <laughs> I know a joint that's open, too. Forget the elephant joke. I, I know 20 of them. Get it off your mind. Uh, what's the best way to raise corned beef and cabbage? I give up. What is it that elephants have that no other animal can have? What do you want from me? Baby elephants. <laughs> Say, listen, was this Crosby's idea? I mean, you being out here with me? Yeah, he dreamed the whole thing up. He did, huh? He thought it'd be rather nice if I came out and sort of toned up your little turkey. <laughs> well, he, you know, there's a lot of talk about Crosby back here with what the band. What do you band. mean, talk? You know, the boys in the band. Oh, the ah, boys. Yeah. Who cares what the boys in the band They say? all say that Crosby was dropped on his head when he was a small child. Now, that is not well, a... That's, that's a, not a nice... I one. didn't believe it until I met you. Where there's smoke, there must be fire. Now, I'm telling you something. <laughs> Listen, for your information, Bing Crosby is a very fine gentleman. As a matter of fact, when he was a child, a very small child, people used to come from miles around just to look at him. To look at Crosby? Yes, and what do you think they said? I give up. What is it? No... <laughs> oh. Oh, thank you, thank you very much, Bert Wheeler and Hank Ladd. With a bit of indulgence on the part of you Washington folks here in the, in the studio audience, I'd like to put in a few long-distance calls via Uncle Sam's shortwave stations, BBC and the many fine radio engineers and technicians that deliver command performance on schedule on its world-girdling route. It seems that a few lads tucked away in such places as the jungles of Panama and along the African Gold Coast and out there on sand piles in the Pacific have honored us with commands to turn out a number especially for them. So I'm saying thanks to a lot of you guys, particularly to Carlson at APO 886, who listens with the ears of an airplane detector, and O'Connor down there at Fort Davis, my best to Rosemary. Anderson at Pearl Harbor, I know what you're thinking about. Howdy, Rosenthal. Yes, I remember you. I remember you from the old days up at Brunswick Recording. And to 175 men at APO 870, I'm coming in a bit late, but I hope you're listening. My best to four sergeants from Dixie, now at APO 957. Hello to Fort Reed. Hi, Ralph, at APO 962. And greetings to Al Brookfield and to you good people in England and Scotland and Ireland who write the swell letters. Our thanks plus our continued admiration. And to the Portland gang somewhere in India... And to all you guys everywhere, here's a number that many of you who ask, have asked for. With all of Kay Kaiser's gang sort of lacing in lightly. Hello, 
in a canyon, in a cavern, excavating for a mine, dwelt a miner, 49er, and his daughter, Clementine. Oh, my darling, oh, my darling, oh, my darling Clementine, thou art gone but not forgotten, oh, my darling Clementine. Light she was, and like a fairy, and her shoes were number nine. Herring boxes without topses, sandals were for Clementine. Oh, my darling, oh, my darling, oh, my darling Clementine. Do I sound like Gene Autry? Could he sue me, Clementine? Drove her ducklings to the water every morning just at night. Hit her foot against a splinter, fell into the foaming brine. Oh, that darling, silly darling, oh, that character Clementine. Hit her foot against a splinter, are you kidding, Clementine? Ruby lips above the water, blowing bubbles soft and fine. But alas, I was no swimmer. A jingle, a jangle, a Clementine. Oh, my darling, oh, my darling, oh, my darling Clementine. Get your lipstick, be a hip chick, and how to bring down Clementine. Oh, my darling, oh, my darling, oh, my darling Clementine. Plant you now, I'm gonna dig you later. Like the tater Well, gang Well, gang In answer to literally countless requests It is particularly fitting that this special command performance broadcast from our nation's capital should present one of Uncle Sam's favorite nephews, that dynamic Irishman that we all love, Hollywood's Yankee Doodle Dandy, Jimmy Cagney. Hiya, fellas. Glad to be with you. Hello, Mr. Crosby. What's this Mr. Crosby? What goes here? What's, what's that? We're old pals. Is that a way to talk to a guy who'd give you the shirt off his back? You know I would. Sure, Bing. I know you'd give me the shirt off your back. Then what's this Mr. stuff? I've seen some of those shirts. <laughs> now, come, James. Let's cast uh, aside all these aspersions on the, my sartorial mickeys. Mm. You know, Jimmy, it's just occurred to me that in all the years we've known each other, this is the first radio appearance that we've ever made together. Yeah, that's right. Seems kind of strange, seeing, you know, as how our careers have had so much in common. Oh, I don't know about that. After all, Bing, I was in Bordeaux for eight or, eight or nine years. Me too. Hmm, been in pictures about ten years. Me too. I took my money and bought a home and a stable. Me too. One of my horses once won a race. Have a nice trip in from the coast, everything all right? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, bingo, it was great. And no kidding, Bing, all this traveling around the country, you know, the bond-selling trips and camp tours, reminds me of the knocking around we used to do in vaudeville. Yeah. Remember the old days, Bing? Oh, I'll never forget them. Vaudeville is in my blood. 
So that's where it went. <laughs> Those were the days, though, Jimmy. Do you remember that old vaudeville act of mine? Crosby and Miles. We had him in the aisles. Oh, my. You remember my partner, Harry Miles? Your partner? Yeah. Oh, sure, I remember. He played the front end of the horse. Yeah. Every time that he had a punchline, I wagged my tail. Mm. But say, Jimmy, remember the time we played the same bill together in Kenosha, Wisconsin? How about that, huh? You mean the time the manager wanted me to go on right after the monkey act? And I refused? Yes, you were afraid they'd think it was an encore, I think. Mm. By the way, Jim, it seems to me I recall a certain black eye in Kenosha. How'd you happen to pick that up? Where'd you get that? Oh, that black eye. That was the black mm. eye, yes. Well, Bing, do you remember that cute little blonde whose husband was in Cleveland that week? Yeah. Well, he wasn't in Cleveland. See what you mean? <laughs> oh, those, those were indeed the days, James. Too bad we didn't ever hook up. You know, we, we, we'd have made a great combo, you and you're I. You're not kidding, brother. You're not kidding. I can see it now. Crosby and Cagney. Oh, yes. Songs and chatter and snappy patter. Handed to you on a silver platter. Oh, yes. And we, we put in the, you know, to show the audience oh, yeah. when to laugh. You remember that? I know that, too. Yes, it go. go on now. Okay, Professor. How about a chord for the gentleman? Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, tonight Command Performance revives an old institution known as Vaudeville, presenting those two witty wags with songs and gags, Carrollsby and Caagney, and if you will, Professor, hit it. Here they come. Just like Dewey's capture of Manila by the sea, we will entertain you with our fun and drollery. With songs and happy chatter, we bring belly laughs to you. You tell them, kid. I got your number. 23 skidoo. Oh, we're the hottest things in town, as you can plainly see. From our hats down to our sats, where dapper ass can be. Oh, we always write to mother. M-O-T-H-E-R spells mother. So give our regards to old Broadway. Oh, that tomato. Give our regards to old Broadway. Scrape me a peach and call me Thursday. Give our regards to old Broadway. To old Broadway. Hello, Jim. Hello, Bing. Hiya tonight, Jim. I feel like the fellow who has a job in the bottling works. You feel like the fellow who has a job in the bottling works? How's that? Corking. <laughs> that'll get him, kid. That'll get him. I'm going to tell you something, Jimmy, that'll have you holding your side. One of those jokes of yours? No, your pants are falling down. <laughs> keep them rolling, keep oh, them rolling. Say Bing. Say Bing. You know Artie? Sure, I know Artie. You know Artie eats awful fast? Yes. Does Artie strangle? No! Artie chokes! That's what I said! <laughs> <laughs> Laugh now, folks. Figure him out later. Don't help him. Don't help him. Bing, hmm? what would a cannibal be if he ate his father's sister? An anteater. And if he ate his wife's mother? Gladiator. <laughs> <laughs> give him time, give him time. Don't explain it to him, lady. You'll get it. <laughs> Say, Jim. Where do all the bugs go in the wintertime? I don't know, Bing. Where do all the bugs go in the wintertime? You can search me. <laughs> <laughs> we could keep you screaming like this all night, folks. But the show is so long, and we're so short. So, hit it, Professor. By the old mill stream. 
So sunny, you bring the lunch, I'll spike the punch. Where I first just keep on smiling, I met, and all the whilein', you will romp and play, and that ain't hey. With your eyes, just laugh your cares away. So, you pretty so and so, a blue. Now, honey, don't feel blue. Well, tell you what I'll do. I dressed in game, we'll make it swingy, um, we'll make it gummy. That's where my heart is, Jerry. My life would be so cheery. I knew. I knew you loved me. Ever loving stars above me. That you love. Oh, you had my heart a thumping. I mean. I'll say you started something. I do. Beneath that apple blossom tree. You were 16. Oh, yes. 16 is two times eight. My village queen. <laughs> Let's walk the dog and syncopate. Down by the old. It's not too old for me. A mill. That mill from Milwaukee. A story. Well, men, that just about puts the final binding on your special edition of Command Performance, made in the USA, distributed via shortwave to all of you subscribers to freedom. Just like the Marines said when they canceled the last Jap in the Solomon Islands, that's all there is, there ain't no more. But we'll be back next week, for as long as Johnny Doughboy is handling his end of things over there, we'll handle our end of things over here. And on behalf of all of us who appeared on the command performance in our nation's capital tonight, the good word is thanks. Listen, you guys, if, if you happen to bump into three dictators who thought they were going to run the show over there and make the world dance to their music, tell them to get ready for the last act. We're going to stage it in Tokyo, Rome, and Berlin. So long, gang. Okay, men, that's it. The honor roll of command performance doing the honors tonight from Washington, D.C. The stars and musicians appeared in person through the courtesy of the Hollywood Victory Committee, the New York and Washington War Activities Committees, and local 161 American Federation of Musicians. Our gratitude also to Ralph Bellamy, Greer Garson, Virginia Gilmore, Irene Dunn, Martha Scott, Ann Rutherford, and Edward Arnold, and the great stars doing yeoman service in the sale of war bonds for their visit to us tonight. And men... Thanks for those letters. Keep sending them to Command Performance, care of the station to which you're listening, and keep listening for the answers each week and every week till it's over over there. This is Paul Douglas saying good night from Uncle Sam. <laughs> <laughs>